Here is the second part of Alan Cozen's 1995 interview with Derek Taylor for the New York Times. I'm Richard Buskin, and we're Buskin with the Beatles. George is the kindest, most inclusive person. He has a much wider circle of friends than uh, any of the others, or indeed any, anyone I know, really, from all walks of life, or none, if you like. Um, so socially, he's extremely gregarious, inclusive, and generous, but in, in a work sense, he's very stringently uncluttered. And specific, and uh, there's no doubt that was vital for this thing to get to be that thing I described, where they could just the four of them, just us. And if you understood that, as, as I did quite quickly when I got involved with them, we didn't try and sort of, hey guys, you know, you know make room for me, and nor did Neil, nor did Brian, although he liked to, it was one of the great cliches I've always quote, it was a night dream, Derek, it's just me and them in the dressing room and no one else. <laughs> I said, I understand. I understand Brian and I don't mind that. Because when I met Brian, it was just him and them. I mean, Neil would have a different view because when he met Brian, it would just be them and him. And the amazing thing was that Brian and he had a very comfortable relationship. As indeed did the eight of us in that very good year of 64. Now, very near Brian, and there was no trespassing. My, my only problem with Brian was that he would rather I'd been his PA and not their press officer. Because Brian was very selfish about it. He wanted me to himself, he wanted them to himself. But anyway, to get back to this foursome, when they go to the palace, and I only realized again reading uh, George, um, so he went to the palace of the MBs, all he saw was them, he didn't know no family there, no mothers, no family, and their, their parents would love to have gone to the palace. Hmm. And when you see people getting their, their medals at Buckingham Palace, they're nearly always top hats, whatever they were, and a wife and kids, or old grannies. So there was that kind of stringency, just us. And George talks about this in the documentary. Well, he just mentions that en passant. Hmm. Were your parents there? No. Just us. I don't know whether it's on the screen, but it's certainly on the page, and it struck me very forcibly, of course. And then when I saw it, there's too many guitarists, you know, there's only anyone with a guitar can be a guitarist around here. And I mean, this is a boy that's been invited to join this. Why do you think that he won't talk for any of these, any of the pieces being written about this? He's never liked being interviewed. He didn't like being interviewed is... for I Me Mine. Do we have to do this, Derek? Can't we just talk? But the funny thing is, when he does do an interview, he's very articulate. He's wonderful, yes. He's a terrific interviewee. Yeah. And, I mean, he is, you know, as I've said in I Mean Mind, far from being the quiet one, he's actually an extremely noisy one. And he's so not, not noisy. Because he, he's never been noisy. But he's so clear, articulate, and it's just a joy, really, being around him. Yes. But it looks as though it's, you know, he's always 
when he has done interviews, had some ambivalence about the whole Beatles thing. Oh, certainly. He's really, he would say it's just a shirt. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a shirt I had on, and the people see the shirt and think it's me. Right. When I was doing press officer, Beatles press officer, that part in that day, he was my least willing interviewee. Really? Oh, yeah. John was by far the more available for me. And Paul, when I got him and Ringo, were just terrific. But uh, it was John was much because he was up in the bow more because of the amphetamine. To hear more of this interview, go to Buskin with the Beatles on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com/forward/slash. BWTB.